Hi, folks. This is Mike Callahan again. Welcome back. I uh, hope you're enjoying our, our podcasts. And I want to give another shout out to Jeff Devereaux again with No Veteran Left Behind for the support that he's continuing to, uh, to provide for the, for the program. Uh, I got a real cool person to interview today. Her name is Tuary Wheeler. And I, I had the opportunity to work with Tuary uh, before I retired from university. And she's the the interim director of the Internship and Career Management Center there at the College of Business. So she's dealing with a whole host of different kinds of situations where helping people, helping students of all ages uh, launch their careers, get on with their careers, making things happen. And so I thought it'd be great if we could uh, interview her. So um, I'm going to just ask her initially to, to tell us a little bit about herself, and then we'll go into some Q&A stuff. So Tuary? Tell us a little bit about yourself. <laughs> Hi, Mike. Um, so like you said, I am uh, working at the University of Michigan Dearborn and um, working with a number of our students and alum. Um, I have been at U of M Dearborn for about six and a half years. Uh, prior to that, for the majority of my um, professional career, I was a financial and investment advisor um, for a few different companies. and. Um, and then prior to coming to U of M Dearborn, I did some executive recruiting and um, company staffing. So I have a little bit of that uh, background also, which kind of helps with the um, career development um, angle of kind of what I'm doing now. Um, but like you said, the, the majority of what I um, do now is helping students and alums to figure out how to best market themselves um, to get work <laughs> and to do what they want to do actually as far as their career is concerned. So so tell us a little bit more about that. First off that you're working both with students and alums. So these are these are both groups of, of people. Mm -hmm. What are some of the things that you've seen that uh, that work really well in that quest and maybe anything that you think of that didn't work too well that you might want to caution our, our listeners about? Okay. Well, I would say one of the, the best parts of working with students in particular is that just the whole idea of being a student, um, those, that pool of, of candidates are used to learning. They're used to getting advice. They are used to accepting um, somebody else's input and knowledge. And so they're open to suggestions. They're open to learning new things. Um, I would say that one of the, the hardest parts of working uh, with any group of people or any um, particular person is when they think they know everything and they're not open to hearing somebody else's um, opinion or perspective or um, advice on maybe how to handle something. And so um, I think that, you know, perhaps for some of your listeners um, to just be open to recognizing that you may not know everything and that somebody can give you some advice um, and can give you a different perspective on how someone else might view, whether it's you or your resume or your interview answers or um, any number of different ways that you might present yourself, just being open um, to some critique. That's a really good suggestion, and, and I, I see that a lot, where people, they've already figured out, this is how I do it. This is the way my, 
my my spouse tells me to do it, or my parents, or the way we've always done it, or whatever. Mm -hmm. and, and there's there's the world of career and career planning continues to evolve and change and, and be open when you talk Absolutely. to someone. Absolutely. None of us are perfect. And I think all of us um, can be better when you just listen to what other people um, also have to say. And so um, that's that's definitely something I have learned from from working with with um, both students and alum. That's good. That's really great advice. You're going to make that a key point on the on the write up that that goes along with the with this podcast. Okay. What what else? What how about some uh, possible uh, things that you've seen that uh, that didn't necessarily work out real well? Maybe it's the listening to advice, but are there other things that come to mind that that would be pitfalls that you'd advise people to avoid? Well, you know, I think when it comes to careers um, and just deciding what you want to do with your life, I think the biggest pitfall, and I'm sure you've probably talked about this because you're one of the people that reinforced it with me, is just making sure that you are um, doing something that's passionate to you. Um, and so one of the other kind of pitfalls I've seen with, with people is that they're following um, what their dad told them to do, or what their friend told them they were going to do, or um, thinking that a career or a job is right for them because somebody else told them that, as opposed to examining what am I good at and what do I actually enjoy doing, um, and then how can I make a career out of those things. So, you know, whether it's, it's dealing with my students who um, realize that they chose a major and, and have a, a job in the future planned that really isn't something that they are passionate about. Um, or it's working with people who I realize probably never wanted to work in this, <laughs> that they, they thought it was a good job because somebody else told them it was, but it really wasn't something that they were um, focused on. And so you realize um, that you're doing something for kind of the wrong reasons. And I think any of us that have seen people who are really good at their job, no matter what that job is, you realize they're good at it because they enjoy doing it. Um, and so I think that's also one of the, the major pitfalls that I see with people um, surrounding careers is not really incorporating what am I good at? What do I enjoy doing into how do I make a living out of this? Really good point. And I think a lot of people, they, they feel they're constrained by, well, what are the jobs that are being posted? And, and you're not, that's, that's just a one data point. You're, exactly. you, you're only constrained by how, how empowered you feel you are with regard to your career. And so exactly. love, love, love that you say in that. And, and that's a point to really reinforce love what you do and there's no reason that you that you have to settle there's, there's so many opportunities out there absolutely and we're all i mean we you know i i joke with with some of my students and tell them that you know absolutely we're all working um for the benefit of making a living so you know if i were a trust fund baby i probably wouldn't have the job i have so um you know we we are working to make money but and and there are days when you like your job and days that you don't like your job Mm -hmm. But for the most part, if you can find something that fits with what your passions, what your um, values are, that sort of thing, um, it becomes a much easier route for career advancement, career success, career development, just feeling fulfilled every day. 
if it's something that you actually feel passionate about. Well, let's let's expand that a little bit more. You, uh, how, how does somebody find that, that out? I can go to the want ads and see who's hiring, but that's not what we're talking about. Uh, you know, maybe I think that I'm really good at, at uh, public speaking and making presentations mm -hmm. and coaching and stuff. How do I find out where those kinds of opportunities are? Do you have any suggestions about that? About finding out the where the opportunities for what your skill set are? Or exploring things that I might like to do. Well, you know, part of it, I think um, one of the benefits, of course, a lot of people would consider social media or computers um, a pitfall of society nowadays. But I do think that one of the real benefits to computers, to Google, to LinkedIn, to social media is the ability to be able to connect with people that you may not have been able to connect with um, previously before there were a LinkedIn and to be able to, to reach out to people who are doing some of the things that you think you might be interested in. And even if you're not sure, that's the whole point of maybe asking other people and stepping out of your comfort zone a little bit um, to reach out to people who are, let's say, for example, with what you said about public speaking, if you're not quite sure, maybe find some people that are doing public speaking and reach out to them and ask them, you know, how did you get into this? How did you realize you would be good at this? And then seeing, once you've had a chance to kind of investigate um, what some of those opportunities look like, really doing some self-reflection and saying, is this something that I think I might be good at? Um, is this something that after I've talked to a few people still sounds interesting to me? Um, but one of the other things I really wanna emphasize is that don't feel the need to make the next job the only job. You know, if it doesn't work, try something um, and you thought that you might like public speaking and you go into that field or you get a job that involves a lot of that and you realize, you know what, maybe this isn't actually for me. Um, don't be afraid to use that experience as leverage for the next one. You can, you can certainly change your mind. Um, and so that even is, is probably another um, little nugget I would like for some of your, your listeners to, to take away in that um, no experience is, is typically unuseful. Um, we can learn something from all of the experiences and it doesn't have to be an end-all be-all. You can try things out and realize that may or may not be what I wanna do and now I'm gonna take that experience and do something else with it. That's, that's really good to, to be aware of and stuff because that's empowering. It's, you're not, oh, I got it, it's gotta be perfect. No, it doesn't. It is it the doesn't. best you've got right now. Figure it out, go for it. And if it doesn't work, that's okay. It's, it's, it's okay. You're, you're right. Okay. You're not and you still probably learned something there yeah. that again can help you in the next in the next role. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, we talked about not listening to advice and that sort of thing. Are there any other um, examples of perhaps something that you've seen that really really people want to avoid doing? Um, is there any any Anything that comes to mind. If it doesn't, that's fine. Maybe you haven't had had that kind of experience, but just if there's anything that comes to mind that uh, is something you really should avoid doing. Any any thoughts in that? Um, I 
I think for for me, um, dealing with students that are, you know, in preparation for interviewing, um, dealing with alums that are in preparation for interviewing. And then when I also did executive recruiting and staffing, where I was, you know, prepping people for interviewing and, and getting people ready to present themselves, I would always say one of the the, the things I, I would like for people to think about or can be a pitfall for, for those of us that are actually in, doing the interviewing um, is the fine line that sometimes people cross between being confident and being conceited. And again, that idea of thinking you know everything um, and coming off as kind of a know-it-all. I think that there's a real, um, that, that tends to be something that can put people off um, when you act as if you know everything. So it kind of goes back to the first thing I was saying of being open to, to listening, but just being open to knowing what your expertise is, but that you're still growing and that you're still learning. Um, and, and watching that pitfall of coming off as too arrogant or too um, overconfident. I think that's one of the, the biggest things that um, both I've seen and, and I hear from other people as they're interviewing and dealing with um, candidates that are going out into their career search. Yeah, you can see that too. When people are trying to be confident, but they're, carry, they're carrying it into, uh, you still got to be humble. You, you still got to be genuine and authentic and exactly. you can be confident, but not, not arrogant. So that's, some, that's a good, yeah. good line to, to talk. Yeah. Listen, uh, are there any other final thoughts that you have? This is great. I, we could we could talk for quite a while and maybe we'll do a follow-up in three months or something. If sure, you know. sure. But what, think, uh, what, are, what are some final thoughts that you might have? I think um, one of the, the biggest thoughts that, that might be um, something for your listeners, um, particularly those that are, are veterans or those that are looking to transition um, into a different career, into a different job, um, as we all nowadays seem to be constantly in transition, nothing seems um, completely consistent anymore. But I think one of the, the biggest things, um, and again, I think this is something that you and I talked about and you certainly emphasize when we work together, is the idea of people identifying what their transferable skills are, what you're inherently good at. So um, whether it is, you know, I look at in my case, I. I was always pretty good with presentation skills. And even though my jobs changed, the presentation skills still were consistent and they helped me in each of those jobs. And so me being able to um, emphasize that, to express that to various opportunities um, made the transitions easier. And so for those people that are looking for um, how do I transition from one thing I was doing for a really long time into the next thing? Well, what were you good at, at that old thing? What did you learn there? And how can that transfer into the next opportunity? So if you were really good at, at analyzing things, make that a selling point for the next job. If you were really good at organizational skills, make that something that's transferable to the next position. Um, but definitely being able to identify what am I good at no matter where I am. Um, and so it becomes an inherent skill as opposed to just something that goes along with a job title. I love that. And, and especially for people coming out of the military, it, you're going to be working in a different environment. You may be in a combat zone or you may be 
working on an airplane or something like that. But the, the things that you're talking about, problem solving, communication, and dealing with, with challenging issues, those are transferable and are very valuable in today's job market. So Absolutely. pay attention to what you can do and, yep. and, 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 and market and promote those ideas. Absolutely. Ooh. Those same skills are going to be valuable um, to the next place yes. and they can definitely help you. So it's really about being able to communicate how those skills um, are able to, to mm -hmm. be an asset to the next organization. And you have to communicate. You have to tell the story. Absolutely. Not just assume the recruiter is going to figure it out. If you're really Absolutely. good at certain things, figure out how to tell your story so that they, they learn about it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Listen, this is this is wonderful. It's great seeing you. And I appreciate you taking the time to uh, nice. chat with us a little bit today. And this I'm serious. Great. We ought to do a follow-up in, a, you know, three to six months. And, Absolutely. And, uh, I'd be happy to do that. We'll see where we're at. But again, okay. thanks for taking the time. Be safe and uh, we'll see you. Thank you. You too. Bye.